0: And hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Liner to Left, the Army Softball Podcast. I am Tyler Gallo and this time I am joined by Colby Sherwin as Army Softball sets to head out west to the Pacific Northwest to Washington and Oregon. Colby, this team is on a roll.
1: Yeah, they're off to their best start of this of the season in program history. Definitely glad to be back after our, our short stint last year uh, making this podcast, but off to a tremendous start, 6 game win streak and they've just been able to really grind it out and get some big wins.
0: and we've really like you said, we've really seen all manners of games during their 9 and 1 stretch. We saw complete game shutouts, we saw seventh inning comebacks, we saw complete uh we saw a 14 to 12 game and we saw mercy rules. So it was really just all facets of the game RMU was going off. They were they played really well. They love the Carolinas. They probably don't want to leave. <laughs> The Carolinas, they went to Rock Hill for that Winthrop Invitational and Greensboro, North Carolina for the North Carolina A&T Invitational. And like we said, 9-1, currently batting above 270 as a team and their ERA is sub-3 as a team, which is phenomenal. So, Colby, through this first stretch of games, I want to know who is standing out to you the most? Ooh.
1: Well, first off, I think it's just been the unity of the team. We've seen them win in different ways. Every single win they've had basically has been a different win, from a comeback right. to a complete game shutout by Dana Vitekis, who again we talked about her a lot last year, being one of the stars of the team. And she's picked it up once again. Beautiful start of the year, a complete game shutout for her. Yeah. So I think Dana Vitegas has been really big for me, but Rachel Reinhardt as well. A 500 batting average is pretty good to start the year.
0: That's right. And she, you know, when she gets in the batting batter's box, obviously she's normally a pitcher, but she gets into the batter's box, she is talented. And there's another Reinhardt on the team this year, Taylor Reinhardt, transferred from Seattle, grad transfer, who has also been really impressive through the first going. But they also have a couple of other players, some new faces, like we just mentioned, Taylor Reinhardt. Meadow Sacadora, mm-hmm. transferred in from Maryland, great player, great catcher. That's what Coach Jex said when I talked to him. What you're going to find out about her, she's a great receiver behind the plate, knows how to call the game. so She's doing well. Way Logan
1: bit. Black, she's been really good as well. I yeah. uh, believe a freshman brought her in. Uh, definitely way better than you could expect a freshman to come in early right. on and compete. And this, It's not easy to be a D1 athlete and compete right off the bat, but she's been able to.
0: Right, that, and you know another one, Anna Resnick, currently batting four eighty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh and of course, and Coach Jex mentioned one more player, Alana Kutsajani, uh the leadoff hitter who's had to step in for Christina Mala in the leadoff spot this year. Christina Mala has been injured for mm-hmm. most of the year. But really, everybody on this team's playing well, and that's what the best part of it is, is about the team this year.
1: Yeah, definitely again the unity to be able to fight back, be able to just never give up when it when it matters most, is really what this team has been able to do. And like you said, the Carolinas have been friendly to them but they're going pretty far away from the Carolinas yeah, to the Pacific Northwest.
0: Playing some crazy teams, some regional teams, too. Tomorrow mm-hmm. they'll have a doubleheader against Portland State, who made the regional last year. Mm-hmm. They'll have Oregon State on Monday, another doubleheader, and then they'll have number 5 Washington <laughs> on Tuesday. And then they have Seattle on Wednesday, and then they come back home finally. Um, so I think the expectation – I mean, we've – tempered their expectations for the first yeah. quarter of the season i know you were pretty high on them i had them <laughs> as sort of a pretty normal record um moving down but i think anything above four and four in this stretch is you'll take and if they're yeah. three and five if they're two and uh, two and six you won't be too mad because these are some of the best teams in the country
1: yeah this is kind of what we saw at the beginning part of the year a lot of teams who want to compete in their conference and get a good non-conference record is you pick up the wins against the teams you're supposed to be like the the Howards and North Carolina A&Ts, the Ball State, Albany, those type of teams. Then you go on to play these big schools like Portland State, I think they could handle and take one or two, maybe even both games. Oregon State and Washington is where you're going to see probably a little bit of struggles, but when you play a Power 5 team, especially a team that's top five in the country, yeah. you're going to face that. They, There's just no, no way around that. And then Seattle, they should win that game with these.
0: Yeah, I, I think Seattle. Seattle, again, played Washington in the regional last year and got smoked. So these are going to be the tougher games, like we said. If they can beat Seattle, like Coach Jex was talking about this, if you want to have game, if you want to be in a regional, you've got to create a regional atmosphere Mm -hmm. in your schedule, and that's exactly what these games serve as. Another level of talent, you know, they face some good teams like Towson and all them down in the invitation. They handled Towson fairly well, so these are going to be these are going to serve as sort of a barometer of the talent they'll face for the rest of the year. Like we said, we've got they've got conference play coming up, and then they'll have some non-cons with Akron and Pitt. Very excited. Uh, I know, I know you're <laughs> looking forward to that. They'll have a home and home with them this year. Um and St. So,
1: Francis as well.
0: Yeah. Former conference opponent. So this team is one that definitely demands respect after the last year, and um, their expectations are nothing less than how they finished last year, and that's sort of how it's been. So uh go through go back to some hardware. Last week, Charlotte Grover won Horizon League player of the week. First honor, I think. uh, First Horizon League softball honor since Natalie Higgins last year, I believe, got one. Um, I mean, she's just been a pretty solid player for this team in her two years, Colby.
1: Definitely, and kind of a leader, and you don't see that a lot with sophomores. You see them usually start to take some leadership roles, but Charlotte Grover's been that leader of the team I think they definitely needed. Uh, you just see another coach almost out there. That's something that you can't really teach. It just comes with learning the game and learning how to be a leader. So, definitely for her, it's good to see that. And there's a lot of improvement this team has had, and we've seen them really take some huge steps. One of the probably the biggest step up we've seen on campus out of any team joining the horizon league
0: absolutely and the only one you can really compare it to is is women's basketball but they haven't even been as good as softball's been Mm -hmm. softball made the horizon league tourney in their first year i mean men's soccer of course did the same thing but softball is everything's working for them right now Mm -hmm. so speaking of coaches and speaking of natalie higgins natalie higgins is now on the staff as a volunteer assistant and you know she's been a huge part of why this team has been so well she's brought a calming presence to the roster that's what Coach said. And, you know, really just uh, the whole staff is a great, great coaching staff for this team. And I think, you know, if they're built to handle a tough test, like, you know, like these Washington
1: and Oregon games, I think, you know, this is the team to do it. I think it's always a good idea to if you're a Horizon League or any mid-major really to take these big chances to beat these big schools. You're going to show a lot about your team. We're going to see really what they're all about. And even if they get a couple wins, three or four is what you were saying, like three or four wins is really big. Depending on who they're playing here, so yeah. uh, if they're able to buckle down, we talked about the re- we talked about just the being able to play through tough games, being able to stick together. They could take pick up a couple wins here.
0: Yeah, it would be it would be very good if they did and make make some noise. Um, this is the first time they're heading out west, I believe, since 2017 when they went to Nevada and played teams like BYU, UNLV, and couple other schools in, out in the desert, uh, the, it was the DeMarini Desert Classic, I think it was called. And then, of course, a couple years ago, they did go to UCLA, one of the best college softball teams in the country. So, this is a tough test, like we said, but we're looking forward to it. Uh, we'll, we'll take a look at some stats leaders right now. I mean, batting average, like you said, it's Rachel Reinhart, but the qualified batting average leader at .480, Anna Resnick, 12 for 25, all singles, by the way. Uh, 5 RBI. She leads in that or she is second in that category to Erica Bell who had a two home run game in Winthrop uh, earlier this year at the Winthrop Invitational and you know this team is just on fire. There's not really much else you can say. We've said that almost ad nauseum uh, through this episode and I mean, so as they get into conference play, which will be after break or during break, they'll take on Green Bay. And we saw the trip there last year was really where they turned around their season because they, they got smoked both games. It was a long trip. They come back, and they just turned it around. Colby, what are you looking forward to from conference play?
1: Definitely Green Bay. We talked about it just to see if how they match up against Horizon League opponents uh detroit mercy they'll go there next but you know i always find cleveland state and young state fun games because yeah, the closest to rmu kind of a little bit of a rivalry but definitely interesting to see that young state was pretty good last year so it's gonna be an interesting year
0: yeah and uh like we said they've actually had to play ysu and oakland in the horizon league tournament last year and unfortunately they had to run in two of the best con- the pitchers in the conference and Ellie Buffenbarger and Sidney Campbell. They ran into a brick wall. They did fight back in that last game against Oakland, but they got eliminated. And now they're they're out for blood. They want they mm-hmm. want to come back and get some get some more uh get another chance to get into the NCAA tournament. And I think this team is has all the makings of one that can make it.
1: We'll definitely get to see if if they get off to a hot start conference wise. That'll be really great to see, and hopefully get some good support uh, out here in Moon Township when they're home. It's always a good time to go down the softball field and just watch them play.
0: That's right. And f- that was, they were one of the few teams to actually have fans um, all season last year. Well, they couldn't be down
1: mm-hmm. on
0: the co- on the field. They were up on the the overpass um, for just sitting there. And, yeah. You know, hopefully people come out because are going to be a lot of afternoon games. People will be around no night games at this school because there's no lights at the stadium <laughs> um but yeah it'll be it'll be a fun time to go out and watch this team is a great one all the players are really you know enjoyable people and great to talk to about mm. that and hopefully you know we have some guests on yeah. here in the future some more i think we'll, we'll try to secure some in the future but i mean colby if you have anything else that you want to you know say about the team right now now is your time
1: uh you just go out to support the team good luck on this uh pacific <laughs> pacific <Gauntlet. laughs> yeah this gauntlet of a schedule they have here but good luck to the team hopefully they pull a couple wins out here yeah
0: hopefully those uh plane legs don't hit them too hard as they're <laughs> flying out west uh, as they go to they go to seattle they go to corvallis oregon they go to and i believe they also go to yeah so seattle corvallis it's, oregon yeah and i lost the, the other portland oregon portland yeah portland so it's State. two
1: games in oregon two games in seattle or three games in oregon two in seattle and they're back here
0: yeah, so it'll be a fun schedule and a fun team to watch, but this has been the Liner to Left podcast. For Colby Sherwin, I've been Tyler Gallo. It's been a fun one, and we'll see you next time whenever we decide to record again, maybe with some good news after the Portland the, the Portland and Seattle games, or maybe we'll just be talking about them struggling out there. But, you know, hopefully they do not, and hopefully they have a good stretch of games out there. We're, we're, we're rooting hard for them. So we'll see you next time on the Lion to Left podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in.